Dior Talks. Welcome to the Dior Talks podcast series themed around the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art and hosted by Paris-based journalist Katia Foreman. For this year's event, 11 artists from around the world have participated in a game of metamorphosis by rendering the iconic Lady Dior handbag as a unique piece of art. On the latest episode of the Dior Talks podcast series themed around the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art, we exchange with Garda Amer, the first Egyptian artist to participate in the project. Growing up in Nice, France in the 80s, the feminist artist was denied access to a painting class based on her gender, an experience that she used as fuel to develop her own language of painting based on embroidery, a woman's medium by definition. Emblems of protest, the artist's colourful Lady Dior bags, are embroidered with words based on empowering women's qualities. So, Garda, let's begin with your roots. Where is home for you and what are your origins? Uh, home is New York for now, and uh, but I uh, consider home as well France and Egypt. I am Egyptian. Of, I am born in Cairo and I mm. grew up in France. And uh, then I moved to New York. And where is your studio based? Is it in New York? Yeah, my home is where my studio is in a way. Mm. So I, I am based in uh, Harlem, in uh, New York. I've always been based in Harlem, actually, since I moved to the U.S. I have several levels. We are, I'm sharing the studio with another artist with whom I collaborate, Reza Farconde. So I am now on my level. Then there is an upper level up for me where I, I do my painting. Okay. And tell us more about your paintings because you're known for your embroidered works. So can you tell us a bit about your universe and your signature techniques? I actually chose to do painting with embroidery because, uh, believe it or not, when I was studying, I was denied access to the painting class because I was a woman in France. So I was pretty upset about this uh, incident. And I went to the library and I realized that there were no women artists in the history book at that time, in the 80s, actually. Everybody was male. And I was a little bit surprised that I didn't even, was not even made aware of this only because of this incident that made me question the whole history of art, the meaning of painting, who is doing painting, who is writing history. So then... Later on, I decided that painting is a male medium, and then I wanted to say this all the time, just to make this of a big awareness to everybody. So I chose to um, embroider, which I don't like embroidery, but I chose to embroider because I wanted to invent a painting language with the embroidery and to say that women have been excluded from art history. My universe is about... Revenge for women, in a way. It's not only revenge, but a soft revenge. And what I am most sensitive to is women issue, because I am a woman, I have three sisters, I grew up in um, Egypt, where it's very difficult for women to be a woman. And then I thought in France, the things was advanced. And then I went to France. And then here I got denied about a painting class. So I was very upset. And I felt that I had nowhere to go. So the only thing I could do is to just speak about this. 
So this is my universe. I love this idea of you developing a language of painting with threads. What do you mean technically by this one, this idea of painting with embroidery? How does it work? Yeah, it, it took a long time to develop, but it works. That What I want to say is when you look at it, you don't realize it's embroidery, actually. From far away, you don't know it's embroidery. And then when you come closer, you realize it's embroidery. Uh, so this is what I wanted to develop as language. And tell us more about the symbolism of choosing embroidery as your main medium. For me, embroidery is a woman's medium by definition. Of -hmm. course, when it's uh, when it turned to embroidery, high-end embroidery, uh, like in all of this uh, high couture, like uh, fashion industry, it's male-dominated. But Mm -hmm. when you say embroidery, you can see all over the world women at home just trying to uh, either make ends meet by embroidering or by making their home beautiful, so they are repairing clothing or making themselves clothing because they want to look beautiful. It's like more of a poor or middle class. Woman's work. Thanks, Gorda. And how was it for you being approached to collaborate on uh, the Dior Lady Art project? You grew up in France. Tell us about your perception of Dior. Did you know a lot about the story of Dior already? Did you, or did you kind of plunge yourself into learning about the house? Yes. I am not a big uh, fashion person. I'm not at all impressed by fashion people or fashion designers. So not, I don't follow it, actually. I know Dior, of course. Mm-hmm. So you know it as a luxury brand, but not necessarily yeah. the story of the founder of the house or no. any of his passions. Did you want to delve into that and look at any of the stories behind the Lady Dior and, and the house, or did you prefer to kind of approach it as a blank canvas? Yeah, I didn't want to... He was an artist, I think. I didn't look into any of this mm-hmm. to my... Uh, because I don't need to do this in order to create something. What about this idea of uh, applying your universe to a handbag? Did you think about the handbag as an object to you, somebody who's attached to bags? Well, for me, I wanted to <laughs> to say something. I was like, I'm not going to do a, a decorative bag. This is what I didn't want to do. Like, I was what I'm going to do. I want this bag because I know that this bag is going to be held by women. I wanted this bag to say something. I wanted to almost be like a protest. This was more interesting for me than just making a beautiful bag. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about this then. Could you describe the bags and um, are there any mottos on the bags? Yeah, I made a piece in 2001 called Women's Qualities. And it's a very interesting piece for me because I started in, in 2001. I did it for the first time in Korea. And I interviewed uh, women and men around the museum. I was given seven plots like this on the offland. And I uh, decided, because I didn't know, it, it was my first time in Korea, I didn't know the culture. So I was like, I wanted to know what do they think about women, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, culture can tell you a lot with the relationship of women. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask, make a poll, and I'm going to ask everybody to tell me seven women's qualities. And I'm going to choose the seven that are the most recurring. So I went outside the museum and each <laughs> anybody I would like stop and interview. And then I, I came up with the seven women's qualities. After uh-huh. two days, I did this for two days. 
And it was very surprising for me. So it was in Korea at that time, 2001. It was submissive, presenting well the food, sexy, rich, existing eyelashes, uh, <laughs> etc. So I was like, wow. That's interesting. So I wrote this on a flower bed. Oh, uh, yeah. And then that would stay for two months in a red, very beautiful red flower of the season. It was in Busan in the south of Korea. Then I was invited again to do uh, something. Was the idea also, it was an outdoor exhibition, right? So did you choose flowers because that was a medium that would work well? outdoors no no because i do flower pieces as well i don't do only embroidery okay i do as well gardens because i'm developing okay what would a woman do outside if she's mm-hmm. if she has to be outside what would she do it's gardening so since 1997 mm-hmm. i'm developing a lot of sculpture pieces sculpture garden it's a sculpture but it's made out of flowers that's why i chose the flowers i wanted to make an outdoor piece Okay. Instead of embroidering the qualities, I wrote them with flowers, you know. So fast forward. Then we are in 2001. And then I got approached by the Rockefeller Center uh, here to do an outdoor piece. And the kind of like space reminded me of the Pusan situation. So I said, oh, I want to know what the Americans think about women now that after the Me Too movement, after all of this, I would be very interested to make the same uh, poll to see what do they think on this end of the universe and with 20 years of diff of like gap. I did this in LA and in uh, New York. Okay. And then it came out all of these qualities that are like Wonder Woman qualities, resilient, beautiful. Okay, uh, quite different. Strong, yes, very different. And I didn't know what to do with it. I thought, is it like politically correct that they are writing this or is it the truth? But this is like um, very different in time, whatever the reason, but this is what they, they said. And I like these qualities. I'm not sure that uh, if they actually have a strong, <laughs> determined, sexy woman, if she would be appreciated, actually, you know, because it's always uh, something. So I decided to use these qualities and write them on the back. Okay, so wait, did you just use the qualities that you heard in America? Yes, I used all of them except beautiful, because I didn't want beautiful with the fashion. Okay, so could you share some of those words? Strong, resilient, determined. And what materials did you work with? I worked with uh, embroidery and uh, beads. Well, I didn't work them. They worked. I didn't make them myself. They, they make it for me. Yeah. Okay. So this is the Dior Atelier. So I also believe that you wanted to create this impression of uh, a kind of inside out bag, like the yes. reverse side of the bag. So is that linked to your embroidery paintings? Yes. Because they made, we made a lot of tests and then I reversed it and I looked on the other side and I told them I want something like this. the reverse, but it looks like the, the front. Because it's like my painting in a way from far, you don't know what it is and then you approach and then you can you kind of discover through this abstraction or whatever figuration. And I okay. always liked this reverse of, uh, of things when you look in, on the other side. So how were you exchanging with the team? Did they come to see you in your studio? Or? Yeah, it was a wonderful collaboration. On the other hand, I didn't expect. I was like, okay, it's fashion like this. But really, I was very impressed and very happy. Really, I enjoyed it a lot. And they understood and they did everything to really make my vision uh, happen. 
I must say. Could you describe some of the other details on the bag, such as the handles or the charms? Yes. So I wanted to make, a, I told you, like a kind of a protest, and I wanted to have an object because I've been doing sculpture since 10 years and I'm very much in love with sculpture. And so I wanted to have the handles as a sculpture. So I have a series called the Thoughts series, which are sculpture that I do with my left hand. I am a right-handed person, but uh, when I discovered sculpture, sculpture is something that actually we do with both hands. And then whatever you do with your left hand is very different from whatever you do with your right hand. So the handle is from the series that I do with my left hand, uh, which is like reference to a little bit. I call them my thoughts because it's things that you think about, but it's just like you cannot control. And I like that idea. So what do they look like, the handles? They look like uh, my thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got to see a photo. <laughs> we'll leave that to our imagination. Well, they look like my thoughts. If you look at them, you think, oh, this is Gada's thought. So okay. see. <laughs> it's very colorful. All right. <laughs> and it's intricate. Very intriguing. Yes, exactly. And colorful. And... Um, Abstract. And what about the charms? Does your name feature in the charms? Yeah, I wanted absolutely. You know, I loved the ladybug because of the charm. And um, I was, uh, so I had to have my name as well in the charm. I don't see why you're on, you know, like I'm doing something. And as well, it's a little bit of a funny thing because I always think, why do I have to wear something with the name of somebody else in it? You know, like uh, you have your, you know, everybody likes in the fashion to have names, you know, name dropping yeah. of the brand. I myself think it's horrible <laughs> but, <laughs> because I say, so this was like a little bit of, okay, if he has his name, I have to have my name. Otherwise, no names. <laughs> so I put my name. So it's okay. Gada Jo. So it's a co-branding. <laughs> it's a co-branding. And uh, to go back to your universe, your work is all about women, women's bodies, women's rights. And you've said before that anger is a motivator of your work. It's your fuel. Would you describe your artworks as aggressive or what kind of mood is there around your artworks? Well, I make my art for myself. I speak a lot about political stands and like uh, uh, stories and things that upset me a lot. But I don't know if it upsets the other people. Sometimes it does, I think. Sometimes it, it doesn't. I don't know. But for me, if I don't do this, I think I'm going to die or something or going to get depressed. So in order for me to speak about things that I find unjust or like for me not to be allowed to paint or to find that all of the this painting history is all male, it's upsetting. So I talk about this myself for myself. It upsets me and mm -hmm. I speak about it and I feel better. And when we were discussing your bags earlier, you mentioned the word protest. There's also this, obviously this very soft side with the embroideries, with the pearls. Did you want to send any messages with your bags? And if you did, what were the messages? No, yeah, I wanted to send them. I wanted, but it was very complicated. Instead of the charm, what I wanted actually was each one who would buy the bag would choose from those qualities her quality. It was very complicated to make. It was nearly impossible to, to realize on a commercial level. So for me, I want the woman to feel all of these qualities. 
For me, it's important to be empowered, to remember she's strong, she's resilient, she's all of this determined, all of this, it's very important. So, and when you have it, the bag is a very important object for a woman. It's with her all the time when she's outside. When you are outside, you are the most vulnerable. So it's good to have this, uh, even if you go to a very nice and fancy things, it's important to always remember these qualities. Thank you. And to go back to the challenges that women face as artists, you mentioned being refused entry to a painting class because it was reserved for male students. Are things changing? I hope so, but I don't know. I don't know for how long. Yes, they are changing a little bit. Like there's more interest in woman art and all of this stuff. But I'm always very skeptical because things change, yes, but if you are not vigilant, they will Go back to what it was, because you have, woman has really to fight all the time, I think, and not take anything for granted. So there is a little bit of uh, advanced uh, thing, advancement for women, yes, a little bit of more visibility, yes, a little bit more museum acquiring their work, yes, more books, yes. But it's not enough and it has to continue. So, Garda, just to wrap, um, how do you feel about your finished pieces? Have you seen the finished pieces? I like them. I like, I don't know if it, they reflect my universe. I don't know if it's they reflect my universe. Okay, yes. It's kind of the exercise, no? I mean, I hope it does, you know. I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed making this bag. I think I'm going to enjoy wearing this bag. And uh, I'm happy with it. I'm really happy about this collaboration. Do you feel like fashion and art go together? Do they bring anything to each other? If it's done right, yes. This experience, they were very respectful of my ideas and they were really very open. And I really did enjoy this collaboration because they brought in a savoir-faire that is I don't have. And uh, like um, it was complimentary, you know. And you even have your name on the bag. And even, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for listening. To hear more of our rich exchanges with guest artists from the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art, visit the Dior Talks podcast series available on all platforms. Music